Welcome to the Lockdown Red Wings Podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 13th, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Visit BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout, and receive $10 off on your first order. Do not wait. Get to that right now. I am your host, Detroit Sports Editor Noel Bianchi, here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith, who has instructed me before we started this podcast to not mention his receding hairline on the on the air so i definitely will not be doing that as i introduce him uh ethan welcome to the show thanks man <laughs> anyways uh no no thoughts on that nope okay no no you know what <laughs> you know what <laughs> no anyway, actually no i don't uh, it's just, it won't be no right. this is not good <laughs> yeah it's fine. Let's just keep going. Uh, today's episode going. is also the third and final part of our interview with four-time Stanley Cup champion and Red Wings legend Darren McCarty. Ethan asked Darren about whether Mike Babcock will ever coach in the NHL again. We get into the role that Scotty Bowman played in his recovery and the mentorship role Scotty took on while Darren was trying to get sober. And we talk about his comeback, just how that all came together through his buddy Chris Draper, uh, where he eventually won his fourth cup. And then to wrap up the show, Ethan shares a personal memento that we touched on uh, to close yesterday's episode. And if you've enjoyed these interviews, please leave us a review, rate us five stars, share us, subscribe to us, however you want to do it. We always appreciate the love. We are now on Instagram and Facebook. You can connect with us uh, on Instagram at Locked On Red Wings. Same thing for Facebook. And then as always for the Twitter, it's LO underscore Red Wings. So find us on there, connect with us, talk to us. We have one last programming note. We will be skipping an episode on Thursday, uh, but we'll be back Friday to talk about the AHL ending its season and give you any updates on whatever the draft lottery slash end of season slash uh, finishing the season slash playoffs, uh, whatever all those situations may be at that current time. So we'll be bringing you guys all the most recent news on that. Anything else? Can we just play part three of Darren McCarty on the Lockdown Red Wings podcast now? Yeah. So I don't want to put you on the spot, though. I, I don't think you'll give, you're, you're going to, yeah, no, I don't think you'll no, give a listen, shit about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, there's, there's, no, no. Here's the thing. And this I tell everybody else, don't be afraid to say whatever you want, but make sure you're ready to back it up. And then I always say, enjoy my truth. You can ask me any question. And if, if I don't feel comfortable answering, I'll tell you why. And that's the whole thing is that you can tell me no, but tell me why. Yeah. I'll you know, respect it or give me a reason. I learned that in talking with my kids or I would know, but this is why, because it's not a good idea. And it's the conversation of it. So feel free to ask me anything. Okay. So then I was going to ask is, do you see a way that Babcock will get another coaching job in the NHL now, given how everything is going yeah. with social media and shit? Cause I mean, it still makes complete well, sense to me that he's one of the best coaches of all time that he would get well, another shot in the NHL. This, here's the thing. And this is coming from a person that isn't the same person he was 20 years ago or the same person he was five years ago when he got sober and stuff like that. People are allowed to change. Now, I think that if he shows that if, you know, some of the things, if, if, he, if he, his operating procedures differently figures out a new way, there's an... Does he deserve another chance? I believe he does if he's changed. But if he's going to go in there and do the same thing and try to, you know, I don't agree. There's, I'm an old school guy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I 
I came up with, you know, like you, you can get the stuff you did to us, you know, you wouldn't get away with nowadays. I mean, you could like physically, you know, get hit or, you know, verbally abused or, or different things like that. But if, but as the game evolves and as life evolves, well, you, it, things are a little bit more sensitive. So you have to change your tactics. So, yeah, I believe that Mike Babcock X's and O's and, and his practices are better than games, bro. Like, I mean, there's nothing I will, and I always call it like I see it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he'd be one of the guys that I, that like, as far as like the way that he does the videos, uh, does the game preparation, does all that stuff. I'm taking a page out of Mike Babcock's book, not Scotty Bowman's book, Yeah, <laughs> but I'm absolutely taking all of Scotty Bowman's book from behind the bench. And you know what? Like, like it's, and it's just because here's the, because Scott and you know, like Scotty was such a great, we played mind games all the time, but there was, there was a reason he had a method to his madness is because he was the greatest because he had rings on all his fingers. So you listen Jimmy D said that. It's true. Well, and he was uh, obviously very influential outside of the rink in your life too. Uh, when you were going through alcohol abuse and your journey to get clean, what role did he play in all of that? And maybe just kind of getting the ball rolling for you to get healthier. Yeah. You know that it, it, yeah, I'm one of those people that sometimes um, that I have to, uh, when I was younger that I had to find out for myself or, you know, coming from, I, I never want, I was one that never wanted to miss out or never had to say what if or different things like that because, you know, we're all different, but as you get older, you learn certain things. And, um, you know, the, the one thing is that, you know, Scotty, Scotty wore so many different, different hats. Um, and it just sort of, but he definitely, you knew that when it came down to it, that, when he'd say something that he cared. And, and for me, like, that's the one thing is that we had, after we lost in 96, I went into my first outpatient rehab. So, the, you know, the funny thing is, and you can get mad at me if you want, but I never drank out of the Stanley cup because I was sober for every time we won till after I was retired when I'd relapsed. Um, which means that if I would have been sober my whole career, we'd have 15 cups. I apologize. We only have four. <laughs> um, but uh, that's the irony of it. And, and so my, my battle or whatever is more to on an education of self-awareness and who I am and how I operate. And frankly, in the 90s, when that wasn't the person I am today wouldn't have been that guy. So I just wish they would have said, you'll be all right. You know, you can do a few things like that's, you know, that's why I wrote my book. That's why I do my podcast. That's why I talk as much as I can is just to, if I can ease the bro, ease the blow and where I, you know, got amputated and, and, you know, broke bones. If people trust me that this is the outcome this is what'll happen because I, you know, went through it and it, it causes one person to avoid that, then that's it, man. That's it. You know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be one of the ones that um, is still here that has survived, you know, Um, Bob Prover is a dear friend of mine and, 
you know, he's he's no longer with us. Sean Burr's no longer with us. You know, Todd Lindsay's no longer with us. Gordy, you know, so I just, you know, I'm 48. I'm not 49 like Drapes. So <laughs> we're, we're, he'll be 49. Got to get that in there. Everybody wish him happy 49th on the 24th of May. Happy um, older than Darren McCarty Day. God dang, I love you guys. Make sure you always <laughs> announce that. You make sure you let them know that. But, you know, that's. That's what it is. And, and, and the whole thing is, is, is I want, you know, we have this connection and, and if it is the red and the white, if that's one of them, then I want to know about it. And, and, you know, because you guys what you know, I could turn this around and start interviewing you guys and ask you like, what was the reason you got into doing this podcast? You know, and and I'm gonna guess it's because of your love of the uh, love of the game, love of the team, love of you know digging in and and because you care, right? You're passionate about absolutely. it, absolutely. And you're you're but and here's the thing: I was, I love people to understand is that your love and my love, it's the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same. We the you, it comes if from you the same truly place. then it comes from the same. Thank you, exactly. And 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 I just it's part of who I am that I, I want to say thanks to everybody. Hey, you, you said a prayer for me to have thanks. You know, you were there for, you know, I was here where we, Oh, you were at the game. Oh, where were your seats, man? Oh, wow. You know, like, but I, that I get off on that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I dig that. I dig that human connection. And, uh, I, you know, I, that's what I love. And that's what I love the role that I have being able to do my podcast, being able to do the WJR. I mean, wow. And 2020, let's see, in Michigan, gambling is legal, uh, cannabis is legal, and I have a show on WJR. <laughs> Whoa, Armageddon. I have something to come clean about, a confession, if you will. I am what's known as a chronic snacker. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. If I'm hungry and I'm not eating a meal, I'm making poor gluttonous decisions you don't know I, I was the same way i used to just you know go grocery shopping for a bunch of snacks but now i just i'm going for the built bars the built bars you haven't heard about built bar it's the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar okay okay built bar i just looked it up here and it says that i can get all the protein energy and hunger satisfying feel that i need through something that tastes as delicious as a candy bar that sounds too no, good to be true ex- that's exactly what I'm telling you. Okay, well, like, say it's 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm, it's not lunchtime yet, but I'm feeling kind of hungry. Should I go for the bag of chips? No, Nolan. You grab a Bilt Bar. You're telling me I'm just supposed to avoid the freezer, not go for the pizza rolls, the Hot Pockets, all that other... No, dude, that's junk. You close the freezer, you open the fridge, and you grab the Bilt Bar that you put on your top shelf. And then you snack on that and you take a nice eight hours of sleep into your next day cruising high. Well, I guess at the expense of only 150 calories, I really can't go wrong. And while that sounds like a deal that's too good to be true, all this great protein, all this great energy, I got another deal that sounds too good to be true for you too from Built Bar as well. Right now, they're giving listeners this show $10 when they go to BuiltBar.com, order their first box. All you have to do is enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout. That's it. Just enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at BuiltBar.com for $10 off. And the best part is you won't even have to go shopping for the entire week. Save yourself the trips up the cookie aisles and the candy aisles. You don't need it anymore. 
I'm starting, you know what? I'm a changed man. I'm glad I got that off my chest. It, it feels good to be vulnerable sometimes. In 1997, you become this uh, cult leader, if you want to e even call it that, I guess you could say, for this Red Wings fan base, this team starving for a cup, this team who was the greatest regular season team in history and then had their season ended in a catastrophic way. You lift up the city, but then a decade later, you make a comeback, win the cup with Detroit, and obviously, you know, we don't want to give a whole lot of credit to Chris Draper, but, I, you know, he had a lot to do with that. Maltby, Lidstrom, Holmstrom on that team as well. I mean, what did it mean to be able to come back with the support of those people? Well, I was, you know, so when the lockout happened and I was making two and a half million dollars and the salary cap went from 62 to 39, me, Ray Whitney, and Hatcher, you know, made some money, got bought out, went to Calgary, loved playing for Daryl Sutter. Um, first year, loved the guys. Jerome Gillen is one of the great, he's, he's, he's right under the Steve Eiserman mold. Um, he's one of those guys that if your kid tells you Jerome Gillen is his favorite player, you're proud you raised your kid right. Um, <laughs> but, but I was always, so when I came back and I just got, so the second year I got hurt, I had my third sport hernia surgery and I relapsed again. I went to rehab and I came out and I was in Calgary and I needed to come back to Detroit. Just, it was one of those things that I, I always swore to myself that one of the rules that I live by is never say what if, right? Yeah. There's the, I never live by what ifs. Now I've learned how to taper that because sometimes I get in trouble, but <laughs> the what if was I thought I had something left and I knew with the team cause it was my guys, right? It was the last with sort of last, run ish with my guys but you know pav and and z and then ozzy and then drapes and moths nick and homer and then dally drake was there and then you know to cronwall and and then so it was like when i sat down for lunch like with drapes and it's one of those things dude i just said i know i got something left and it wasn't about playing for the wings it was just hey you know what i just can you because uh, he had the core workout I said can you hook me up with like trainer or, you know whatever like that so he arranged to make sure that that I trained every, you know how to train her every day and I you know the one thing is, is is with me is that if I commit to something then I'm all in that's why it's tough for me to that's why I have so many different things to do is that if one if I'm if one is um Maybe everything's not working that one. I can go to another one so I don't get sort of stuck. And that's why I try different things and not afraid to try different things. But with the coming back and, and getting an opportunity. And so I had to, you know, get cleared by the the health and wellness of the league and to do that. And then I started in the IHL and went to Flint. And I actually, you know, got to play. And, the you know, Jason Cerrone, who I played junior against, was there and, and the guys there were awesome. And I got to, the, you know, some the love of the game again. And then I, Kenny went and watched me and decided to give me a tryout in Grand Rapids, which is the one thing that he said. He said, listen, we'll, we'll watch. And he said, if you deserve a trial, we'll give you a two-week tryout in Grand Rapids. So I went there. My first game in Grand Rapids, I had a hat trick and a four-point game. And <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know, God shot. 
You know, like, like that's the one thing that I realized is that he hits me hard in the head with stuff. Like it's gotta be like, you know, worldwide and just yeah. like accomplishment just to get the point across. Um, or that, you know, it, it sort of, I knew I was on the right path. So the, I still had to prove to Mike Babcock, you know, that, that, you know, to get on the playoff roster. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't have any expectations other than I wanted to get in the locker room. That's all I wanted. My goal was just to get, get in the room with the guys because I thought that being around with Ozzy and Jimmy Bedard, our goalie coach, and I always warmed the goalies up. That was always my thing. Um, so just to do that, that was sort of a – because Ozzy always liked me warming them up because I could put them – I knew exactly how he liked to get warmed up and, you know, because he likes to talk. And, you know, like it, it's, 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 it's systematic. It's like warming up a pitcher. Yeah, you know, and he likes it a certain way. And when he gets in that groove, especially in the playoffs, and then first round the mule is hurt, so I played and I ended up scoring a goal even in you know in the first round against or Nashville, and then and then Homer was hurt in the second round, so I played then, and I ended up playing seventeen out of twenty two games, and you know it, it was just a great show. Be able to you know tell people don't ever quit on yourself if you believe you know, that, you know, there's something there. And, you know, like when you say that I preach self-awareness, it's the, it's the easiest thing, right? And the, here's, here's the drill. No matter what, when you look in that mirror, I don't care how much you love, whatever, like it, but you can never lie to that person. You have to be totally honest with that person. And if you can stop there and not walk by the mirror, like I always walk by the mirror because it was always – you had to make sure everything looked great on the outside. Didn't matter if I didn't look in the mirror that I didn't have to face anything that was going on until the one day I looked in the mirror and I said, I'm not dealing with you right now. And he looked back at me and said, I hope you're alive when you come back. And I went, Schwarmy. Oh, okay. And I started developing a relationship too. It's, it's easy. Like, because if you don't, and then it's, it's what do you have to do and what's your part in it? So it's all about self-awareness and, what are you responsible for? And then when you can firmly, when you have your part taken care of, then that's all you can do. Now move your energy onto something else you can take care of because that's, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's working on it and it's a daily work and it's, you know, I'm, I'm big into like meditation or I'm big into, you know, astrology and, and, you know, different things like that to try to understand more of, you know, who I am or why I do things. And, 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 you know, I have a, you know, for me, uh, my wife, Cheryl has been, you know, the greatest godson because, you know, she's the one that's taught me truth and honesty and, and, and being that way. So, you know, that's the one thing that I hope is that, Hey, you can ask me any question, but, you know, I don't be shocked when you hear, because you're going to hear my truth. And that's how I think that, you know, I want everybody that in my inner circle and everybody else to have pure intentions. And I want to enjoy their truth because we are all we're like Scotty Bowman, not the great, just the greatest coach, greatest psychologist, because he taught you that everybody is not the same. You don't treat everybody the same. Jimmy Johnson, the famous Cowboys football coach, said he treats everybody the same, different. 
So it's, uh, <laughs> it's the greatest guys. Phil Jackson, the same thing, you know? So there's something to it. Well, there's a, a little bit of serendipity to close out this podcast here because in that last question, you mentioned Chris Draper's core training center. And if you want to talk about uh, speaking your truth, uh, we're going to close this. My friend Ethan over here, has a, uh, he has a truth to tell you. Okay, Mac. So after the 2008 Cup, Draper held that summer camp at Troy Sports Arena and the core training facility. Um, I was like 13. I had a buddy whose uh, dad, who was my coach at the time, helped out at that core training facility, sent people there just like on the weekends. And uh, I was lucky enough to help out with the kids like on and off the ice. So, you know, I'm a goalie just trying my best out there, 13 years old. And, you know, Lindstrom's out there, Draper's out there, Malby, Rafalski, you, everybody's just going bar down on me. Like, I don't know if they, I don't know if they weren't trying or just, I wasn't that good, but you know, yeah. Um, (laughs) Wait, wait, hold on. Just pause there for a minute and just like, let's have some self-awareness. You're 13 years old (laughs) and you could have been the greatest 13 year old to ever put on goaltending skates. You just mentioned Brian Rafalski, Nick. I was competitive. All right. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just saying, kid, <laughs> you're, you're, and this is 2008, not 1997. So not only, do you know how many cups are on the ice at that point? There's like 20 plus cups on the ice, put them all oh, together. I know, I Listen, know. I don't have any other shot than bar down, bro. Drapes oh, is his class, so he's, he's high blocker. Maltz is bar down. Oh, anyway, it was. So, anyways, so, oh, and we just enjoy, hey, listen, trust me, you're a goalie. We have no sympathy for you. You're you're more screwed up than I am. So you know what? We're gonna if you really want to be in there, you know, you're gonna and, and we all believe too, especially when you're at that age, we're gonna show you like we always I always like to show the kid, you know, the ones that wanna know what it's really like, you can give them a little bit of what it's really like, just so you get that pers- perspective because you know, that's that's the greatest gift forward. Cause I don't care how much you watch it on TV, your perspective, when you got in that net, we were skating around no matter what it was. I mean, that was real, right? Oh man. Like, so, <laughs> so trust me, it was, it was starting to get to me. And then we just got on a fresh sheet of ice and we're just doing some Wisconsin drill. Just let's just see what happens. And you're coming down on me. And I know, like, you're not skating fast. You're not doing anything. I'm coming out and challenging you. And I'm like, I'll be damned if this guy scores on me. And you're just, you just did this little fake backhand forehand, and you just tried to stuff it. And I'm try, I was, like, in full splits, and I got it with my toe. And, like, some of the kids started, like, tapping their sticks, and Draper started laughing at you. Or he just started laughing because I actually stopped a shot. I don't know. I like to think <laughs> no, he was, because I stopped. He was you. laughing at me. He was, he was so, laughing at me <laughs> because on the opposite, that a, a move that I probably used to score the 97 Stanley Cup winning goal just got stopped by a 13-year-old. <laughs> so, so, you know, people, you know, all that stuff. And all you did is just, you just pointed at me and you just said, nice save. And like I still yeah. remember this to this day, like twelve, Bro, thirteen years later. Was 
Let me ask you, was it a nice save? It was a great save. It was the best save I've ever made in my life. Well, so enjoy my truth. I just said <laughs> I wasn't going to say. Now, listen, I could have, you know, if I would have gone over and said, oh, my God, you might as well quit right now. You'll never make a better save in your life. So, you know, I just said nice save and you were on. And you're off and what you shot. You didn't let it go on the rest of the, the practice. Oh, no. Right? Like, oh, I'm sure I oh. did. But <laughs> that's the story, bro. bro yeah, let, let me teach you a little bit about creative. You know, the creative, so that story where it comes, nice save, kid, and then you're like, I didn't let in the goal. The rest of the thing. It didn't matter it was the last shot of the practice. That's for everybody else to decide. But I love it. It was a great save. Awesome, too. <laughs> like, you guys brought the cup out, too, and, like, everybody got autographs and stuff. And uh, me and my uh, – the coach who got us there, his kid was obviously on the team. And – uh when everybody was like getting autographs and uh, you know, getting pictures with a cup, as soon as me and my buddy walked into the room, you like stopped the presses and you're like, Oh, these guys work here. These guys get to cut to the front of the line too. It's just like little stuff like that, that obviously, I mean, you know, makes a big difference in people's lives. And I just want to tell you, I mean, like I still remember that every second of those days from like all all till now. So, so here's the thing, right? That's what it's all about right there. Right. So now it's your truth to share that because that's what the culture is. That's exactly you. You want to know what the Red Wing culture is? That's it. A 13 year old kid to know that these guys or whatever the idol, whatever are what you do is not who you are. Right. And we all get dressed the same. Some of us dress right to left, some of us dress left to right. But that's the and that's the hockey mentality and that's the Red Wing mentality is we're all in this together. No matter Absolutely. hey, we'll light you up and you know what? The minute you make that great save, you're gonna get credit for it. But you know what? I'm next time down, I'm bearing down. <laughs> so that's, just, that's just and then you know what? If it goes high cheese and maybe off the glass behind you, I mean it got away from me. <laughs> you know, the sticks that's when you start me. checking like for rips in your tape. On the blade, you know, that was well, always my move. There's, I got so many, but dude, there's so many. <laughs> dude, dude, I, I used to break the stick. Well, uh, Mac, we cannot thank you enough for your time. We really appreciate you, uh, you joining us today. Seven to eight every Friday night on WJR with Sean Balogin, the Darren McCarty Show, the Grind Time Podcast. And uh, once this quarantine is over, you can catch him on the Darren McCarty Slapstick Comedy Tour. I can guarantee we will be front row. Uh, yep. the next time that you're anywhere even close to us remotely. So, Mac, we really appreciated this time, and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. All right, boys, I will. And uh, stay in touch, and remember, go Wings. And on that note, we have reached the conclusion of our three-part interview with Darren McCarty. We hope you enjoyed every bit of it, including Ethan's, uh, Ethan's little story at the end. You know, I've been waiting 12 years to tell him that story. And honestly, I never thought I'd be able to. I love it. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this ride. If you haven't done so already, now is a great time to keep the party rolling uh, with parts one and two. Go back and check those out if you missed the Monday and Tuesday episodes. We'll be back Friday to update you all on the state of the league. We'll have all the latest news for you. Friday morning, same time, same place. Love you guys. Take it easy.